Hello everyone and welcome to Monique's Pet Whisper. Today's episode is, yes, I'm going to talk a little bit about pets today because, you know, I'm still living in an apartment. Mm-mm-mm. Better hurry up and create some generational wealth so I can move out of the apartments I live in. So for now, I'm going to do a podcast and I'm talking about people who are privileged that love to not listen to authority that grew up not getting spankings and that think that they can kind of just do whatever they want to because they are privileged. A lot of people don't understand what does privilege mean? Hmm. Privilege means when you have access and entry points to certain resources that others do not have access to simply because of the way you look, simply because of your socioeconomic status. Okay? So that is pretty much what privilege means. In this this context, let me share a little bit more about why I'm motivated to do the podcast. Well, I have a neighbor that lives across the hall and he kind of reminds me of like Frodo, like a, he's, if you want to know what he looks like, he's a Frodo, Frod, Frodian. And he has a family. He's got like two, three dogs, a kitten, a baby, two-year-old, a wife or whatever. But you know what's interesting about this scenario? This guy, he works on the property. So he thinks because he works on the property that he's t- entitled to blasting his music and playing his hip hop that he probably knows absolutely nothing about. And he thinks that it's okay because he can. And so I feel so sorry for the animals in that place because I'm like, I told him, I said, you have a whole tribe of animals. You got a kitten, three dogs and all of this stuff, a baby, and you have your music up so loud That if somebody were screaming, oh, we couldn't hear them. Maybe that's why his music's up so loud. Sometimes people blast their music because they're always fighting. They're always yelling. So they're like, I'm going to blast my music so no one can hear me slapping my girlfriend around. Or punching my child. So I'm going to blast my music. Okay. So... That's one thing to note. But if you have animals, small children, number one, and animals, why would you, do you think that they appreciate their eardrums throbbing every second? No, they don't. But what it, what happens is, what is a dog going to say to you? Oof, 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 oof. Is he going to say that? No. Is the little kitten going to say, meow, 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 my ears, meow, my ears, meow, my ears, meow, 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 Nope. Kitty's not going to do that either because Kitty realizes that Kitty, no matter what meowing is going on, the owner is not going to hear Kitty meowing. So that's what's happening there. Okay. So if you have a a pet, a child or whatever, and you like to blast your music and you think it's a okay, I'm telling you it's not okay because they 
They can't hear it. What's your baby gonna do? Cry to death? Oh, I forgot. You can't hear the baby crying because your music is blasting. You don't even know what the hell is going on in your house. But when you were privileged and you never got spankings and mama always said you were right or daddy always said you were right about everything, then when you grow up and you enter into the real world, you have absolutely no respect for other people. You don't care about how hard other people work. Just You're not the only one that works hard, but you will have no respect for other people because you never got spankings or you never got chastised or you never had to sit and time out for two hours. So when you have adults walking around with that mentality, you wonder why the decay of so many companies exist because you have like personality rot that occurred when they were kids and no one ever really like told them what was right and what was wrong. So then they grow up mistreating other people simply because their parents chose not to discipline them or maybe they didn't have a strong family background. But let me tell you, that is no excuse in 2021. What we learned in the last two years dealing with this pandemic is we need to, we've got a real problem with uh, race, racial disparities, uh, poverty, you know, socioeconomic disparities, like, you know, religion, warfare, you know, genocide. We have all of these heightened issues since the pandemic. So in my opinion, if you're still walking around not humble, not having taken the time to introspect and to grow, you, my friend, will quickly be left in the dust. And there's going to be quite a few people left in the dust. What I mean by that is, how could I be left in the dust when I have all this money uh, easily? <laughs> Just like a lot of people. You can be rich one day and the paradigm can shift. You can lose all your contracts the very next night. Your stock can completely crash. You know, there could be a lot of different things that actually happen to you. So you can never be so complacent that you don't think anything can happen to you. So if you're walking around in 2021 and you're still not growing, you're not maturing, in fact, you're actually going backwards, that's scary because people forget that one day we all have to like transition out of our physical bodies and into something else. Um, so you, you definitely do not want to be left in the dust because wherever your mindset was at that time when you die is going to be kind of like renewed and transformed. Some of you didn't want to be renewed, so no, you won't be transformed. You'll be transformed into another energy form or you may just stay stagnant somewhere. I'm freestyling this podcast because I don't do scripts. I just think the best way to get information across is to be, to just to be honest, okay? So yes, let's talk a little bit more about um, privileged and when it comes to taking care of animals. I want to zero in on why people are getting pets. If you're getting a pet to make yourself look good or cute, you shouldn't have a pet because you're not going to really care about the needs of your pet. You may pretend like you care, 
but you're really getting muffy so that you cannot look scruffy okay that's why you the only reason why you got that pet or you just got a new bmw or some new whatever and you want to have your your fur baby riding in the front with you all of that's cute and dandy but if you're still walking around with primitive thinking and you think you know you're because you have a lot of money you're better than your neighbor or you have an advantage point because of this or that and your muffy makes you look good and you're walking around in your social circles and going on safari hunts and you know talking about things that Henry the eighth Henry the eighth did a long time ago and how we 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 lived in the dark ages but the renaissance age came and we became different human beings yes and the 20th dynasty i'm realizing all the changes if you're that kind of snuffy wuffy person and you have a pet that doesn't surprise me because you're the type that will probably treat your pet better than your neighbor if you seen a man dying on the street you would tell you would tell max Hurry up and get away from that, 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 that bum. Okay. So I'm kind of just like calling out a lot of the BS that's going on out there. Cause it's a lot of it. Which segues me to talking a little bit more here um, about socioeconomic differences, employee ownership, and how people can get out of out of poverty. So there's a couple things going on. I'm kind of jumping around. We've had a lot of people get pets or purchase pets because of the pandemic. Or maybe prior to the pandemic. But now you're now that you've gone back to work. What happened to your little baby that you bought? Unfortunately, and I do feel sorry for some pet parents on this. I mean, you can't really afford to take care of your pet or you're just not home anymore. So now you're like stuck at this job, not paying you anything. You can't even, you have to give away your pet. And you're like, what am I even doing all of this for? What am I working for? Like, I love this company I work for. But now I, I don't have my pet anymore. Don't have any family. <laughs> and I'm just giving, giving, giving this company everything. And what am I getting in return? My 401k looks shoddy. Looks like crap. You know, I have all these different bills coming up. And what am I living for? So a couple things. The pandemic has taught people or not not necessarily taught people, but caused people to think about entrepreneurship and starting their own business. That's one of the things that's that I can definitely say has happened. Many other folks are looking at the companies they work for and they want more out of it. What do I mean by that? They want more stocks within the company. They want, they're like, I created this entire program and now you own it and I'm still the one working for you. So now we have just a completely dilapidated, broken system. 
On top of that, the ones running the business are privileged. Most of them. The majority of the people running this world are from a privileged background. And I don't want to hear about you, you pulled up your bootstraps. Don't tell me that when someone in your family has millions of dollars. I don't want to hear none of it. Nope, because if you were down, really down and out, you can go get help from that family or you probably just have some reserves no one knows about. There's a lot of wealth and privilege floating around in the, in the economic ecosystem around the world, specifically talking about American-owned businesses that people will never disclose like, oh, I am related to Forbes. Oh, I'm related to the Washington Post. Oh, I am related to Secret Deodorant. Oh, I am related to Kaiser Permanente. Oh, I have a kinship with Johnson & Johnson. Um, How about I own land from the Homestead Act? Oh, my great, 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 great started Kellogg's. Oh, what about, you know, Post Oats? Oh, so-and-so in my family owned this whole area, all of this land in downtown Denver. Oh, how about, you know, I can go on and on. Oh, we own the entire Aurora Mall. We own the land that it sits on. Oh, how about all the property out in San Luis Valley? Who owns that? Not not me. So there's a bunch of money rolling up in Colorado. And if there's so much money here, you can't even, it's so much money, it's, it's on lockdown for no one to really get to it. Colorado has become a place of selfishness. You new people that have just moved here, I need you to do something. Slow your roll. Don't just pop up in Denver walking around like you own something. You know, there were people that were here before you and there'll be people here after you. But whenever you go to a new city, you you need to show some kind of respect. If you're a business owner and you decided to park your butt in Colorado, and I say that crassly like that because we have a lot of businesses pop parking in Colorado and they have absolutely no respect for tenants, let's let's talk a little bit about these slum landlords, Graystar Property, to name a few. They do a terrible job at maintaining the property, maintaining the integrity, the safety for all the tenants, hiking up the prices, making it impossible if you have an eviction to, to even rent, which discriminates against people of color because... If you're a frontline worker, you're going to be the first one to be let go. Or you're going to have some instability in your work history because of racism. Which means if you lost your job and you were still paying rent and some idiot was racist to you and you you just couldn't deal with the harassment, well, guess what? You have an eviction on your record that won't come off until you pay that outstanding debt. So I want to speak a little bit about the privilege of the slum lords that are here. Slum lords. All you're doing in Colorado is making it into an icky, crowded, nasty place. Because your core value of your company, it, it you don't have one. 
it's unstable, you have a high turnover rate. Why is there all this stuff going on in your company? Hmm, let's look at the leaders. Whenever you see instability in a big or small company, but especially a large company where you actually have the revenue to invest in your infrastructure and you're not, then you you become tainted and you be, you become entrapped in this whole um, sick system. You are a part of the cancer. You you are becoming a not a tumor that blooms and blossoms into cancers and other sorts of parasites that end up actually physically harming other people. Because when you grew up, you had it all. No one disciplined you. If you're a person listening to this podcast and you know you weren't disciplined. Now, I know some folks that when I say disciplined, oh my God, they're talking about child abuse, beating their child with a whip. Okay, first of all, you know what's so ironic is like during slavery, people were whipped to death. After slavery, Industrial Revolution, Jim Crow, Civil Rights, and deep down in the thick meadows of the South, people were getting are uh, getting beat to death with whips. Now, how they flip it on you is this. The very system and the very people that inflicted that type of pain and pain and suffering are now the ones saying... Don't discipline your child. It's child abuse. Oh my God, look at those heathens. Why are they so aggressive towards their children? How dare you even go there? Because you don't know your history because you, you're too privileged to have to think about it. But I'm here to bring the thunder. I'm here to bring the pain. I'm here to make you go insane in the rain. Okay, I'm here to make you dip in and out of lanes because you're confused in your brain. Because you're like, what the heck have I been lied to all this time? Exactly. That's why I do the rhyme. Because you're out of time. And it's time to bring the thunder. Okay? That's what I'm talking about. So if you are a privileged person, stop judging other people of color. when we How we take care of our kids. You don't have any... You can't say anything. But the problem is, the system is now the new parent. And the system will take away your child just because you you discipline them or you you yelled at them. So now when you think about this, even people back in the day of all hues, all races, they the old people knew if if Jimmy thinks it's okay to run in front of this moving train and and I don't tell him don't do that he's what's he gonna do he's gonna run in front of the train and die so you have to discipline your kids however that looks to you doesn't mean you have to 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 you know paddle them or whatever but you need to do something because life if you don't do anything life will gobble them up Life will, life will take a look at this. Like, for example, the neighbor I was just telling you about life will say, give you, you, your own scenario, your own twilight zone to where you're, you have to face your stupidity. We all do. I've made so many dumb decisions in my life that I didn't think I'd have to pay for. 
oh, haha, I'm still paying for some mistakes I've made. Now, the mistakes can turn into a long, enduring lesson, but the fact is, it hurts. Before we can move into a higher plane, like of excellence, I'm not saying a higher plane where you got promoted, but you did no self-development work. You were promoted because of privilege. You're not even intelligent enough to have the role and your employees below you are actually smarter than you. And now you're intimidated by them because you did not do the self-development work and you're walking around as an insecure manager. Timmy, Jimmy, John, Karen, you make me yawn because there's so many of you like popping up everywhere, showing your real colors. When you are privileged, you will take better care of your pet than you will somebody dying on the street. When you are privileged, you will leave information to yourself and not share it with others. Hence the reason why so many minority owned businesses, they don't know about hardly any of the opportunities, funding opportunities available, grant opportunities, because no one's telling them about it. Knowledge is power. So we need to think about all of these things as we 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 live in Colorado. If you're not from Colorado or you're li- listening from Germany, I know I have a listener in Germany, in Hong Kong and Canada now. I'm happy about that. But share this message. It doesn't matter what state or country province you live in. These problems are the same. The privilege, you don't know this, but your time is is limited. You can't possibly think that if you don't start doing some self-development work on yourself, that you won't be hit with some, some pretty hard times ahead. Well, how is that when I have millions of dollars that no one can touch? I'm from a dynasty. I have so much money. What does this gal think she's talking about? Well, just, I I don't have to prove anything to you. Just keep living long enough. Everything that you have can be quickly taken away from you just like the snap of a finger. Privilege will not save you in the days to come. What does she mean by that? What's the days to come? Oh, my friend. It's a scary time for those that are not doing self-development because you won't even have the endurance capacity to deal with what is coming towards your energy sphere. Ooh, that sounds scary. You will not, I'll just pray on the Bible. Jesus, you can do all the praying you want. If you're not doing any self-development work to enhance your well-being and the life of yourself, the life of your, your family and the life of your community, when when the truth bearers come with a light blinding you you will run into the darkness where you've actually been dwelling the whole time but you've been mistakenly thinking that this 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 uh fake light i call it a fake light it's like fake hope fake whatever you've been lied to thinking that this was that you were in a privileged place and no one could move you off that mountaintop. 
yeah, I'm talking about you, you, you that live in Vail, Colorado, that live in all the sticks and you own all this land in the mountains and you got billions of dollars from the ski industry. Now your industry suffering, tourism is suffering because of the pandemic. Well, I'm just wondering tax wise, how much money I know it fuel, it helps with our state, but because these are private companies, you guys are taking a, a, a lot, a big cut out of those millions of dollars coming into the state. Meanwhile, the poverty belt continues to tighten. Meanwhile, there's homeless camps popping up now just in every everywhere. We're going to become like Seattle pretty soon. And ho- people are on the brink of poverty every day. It is not hard to become homeless in Colorado. In fact, it's really easy. And I hate seeing people that are homeless with their pets because they didn't even, they didn't ask for that life, but they're gonna be there for you and support you. And so that saddens me just to see that. And I believe that we will do better. I believe that homeless people can make a contribution to helping with agriculture in Colorado. Why not help with mental health? You know, planting gardens, pruning, picking up trash, giving them some kind of incentive, helping them along the way. There are ways that people can improve from homelessness. Waning, getting people off of certain medications because now they're, they're doing things with the land. Maybe they're taking care of animals at a shelter and we give them some kind of stipend. We give them an incentive to rebuild their life. It doesn't have to end this way. It doesn't have to end where privileged people are sitting on top of the world and and this belt of poverty continues to tighten where all these people, white, black, red, yellow, whatever, are, are now drowning underneath this belt. But sadly, I'm not here to defend, you know, I'm, I'm really talking about people of color because, you know, we have very limited options. I was going to save this for another podcast, but because I like to talk, I'll just share this, this piece. When it comes to privilege, we also have to evaluate what is net, what is a personal net worth statement? What does that mean? I think that the system of capitalism is a racist system designed to destroy designed to um, mentally destroy people's dreams and hopes and designed to eventually kill you physically. It's designed for you to work to death, to think to death, and to do something outside of yourself on behalf of a, of a company where you are actually only getting 1% of the pie. But you helped build that company. When you look at the net worth, why, who, who came up with this law or who, who came up with these, uh, terms, which I'm sure we can, we can find out like how this was created net worth. That's a racist statement, personal net worth. You know how dumb that sounds. We all pee, boo, boo, 
blow our nose, get sick, get COVID, lose hair, gain hair, trip, fall. You know, like we're all human. We argue, we cuss, we get mad, pass gas. Some go to church, some don't. We swim, we walk. What in the hell is this personal net worth? Now, I'll tell you what it is. We use what's called, so basically you really have to understand slavery, human capital. Why are we still using these terms today? Why? Has anyone ever kind of wanted to push back on that? Human capital? So you're really telling me I'm nothing more than a a cash value? Oh, what's cash? Yeah, that's almost obsolete too. So what, I'm a new crypto something worth? Net worth. So if I have to, if we have to really dig into that term, then we have to come to the understanding of who, whose net worth is, whose, whose body, who, who is worth more in the eyes of this invisible system, this racist system. It's an ugly, it's an entity that we can't see you guys, but we're living inside of its body. We're living inside of this entity that was established by a bunch of you know, older white men. Yes, it was you. And you established these laws dating back to freaking 1800, 1700. Some of these laws are that old. If insurance companies were around in the 1800s, slavery was not that long ago, you fools. To stop saying that. That's like saying, oh, State Farm wasn't around that. State Farm, um, you know, hasn't been around that long. Yes, it well, it has, but still 1800s, 1900s. I don't know when State Farm came about exactly, but it, to me, it wasn't that long ago. So net worth. Okay, how much, how much was each slave worth? If we were to translate that. Now, there's some historians listening to this that can tell me the answer because slaves had a value a human, human value. And before slavery, as we know it as indentured servitude, that we've been basically saying that there's been a, a, a financial value on a person's life since we have chosen to make people work for us because for whatever reason. But in more recent times, um, a black man is worth what they say. $7 or (laughs) it was some number that was just made me want to vomit. And a white man's net worth is what? $74,000 just off the bat because he's white. So we already have an issue here. We have a, and this is the reason why there's privilege because a little white baby will be saved crossing the street faster than a little black kid. It also depends on the person. You know, some people don't see race. I'm not talking about you in this case. Understand my point. I'm not talking about you in this case. I'm talking about the ones that do see race. That will coddle um, a white child because they're white and, and, and value the black child less. I grew up with that. I've experienced this. Many black people have experienced this. So 
I'm not, you know, I'm really now just talking about black people. We have no net worth according to this system. But the lie is that we are worth like millions and millions and millions of dollars. We don't even have a value, by the way, because it's so damn high. Because when we get worked to death for low wages and we've generated millions of dollars for a company, but we didn't get that pay and we were still reduced to three fifths of a person and not really making anything while the, that capitalistic man, uh, owner made all the money. No, my friend, your net worth is more than his or hers or Jenny's. Jenny, Karen, if you're walking around racist, I'm talking to you too. If you're not racist, not talking to you. What is my net worth? Hmm. When I close my eyes, I see gold, diamonds, pearls. I see ancient gems. I see ancient stones. I see hard rocks and mountains. I see longevity. I see things that will not be passed away. That is a dynasty. I want to change our discussion from the net worth discussion of, oh, you have no net, net worth and you're only worth this and black people are only worth that. And that you're, that's all bullshit. Because my ancestors said so. I am entitled to every black person, period. First of all, we don't have a country. We're not going back to Africa. Many of us were already here in America before Christopher Columbus. Well, I don't understand because uh, when you see Native Americans, yeah, they have dark skin, but their hair straight. Fools. Black people have been straightening our hair for thousands of years. Who gives a shit? Not every American Indian straightened their hair either. We've been braiding our hair. We've been doing things to our hair. Some of us have straight hair. Does that mean anything to you? It does because you want to, you want to take us out of our own home and put someone that doesn't look like us and saying that they were the ones that were here first. Let me tell you, there's been a lot of different ethnicities here. There's only really three tribes, people. Stop making race so damn complicated. Animals don't do that, but we do. My ancestors were here before Christopher Columbus. My great-great-grandpa was from uh, Mexico. No, he wasn't walking around looking like a, you know, your traditional, you know, some Latinos have certain features. No, he was more than likely looking like just a regular person of Afro descent. My family has been on this land for like a long time, but yet we are still treated as immigrants and the immigrants that come here. And I'm talking about the, the European immigrants or the Asian immigrants come here and look down on black people. Even some Latino groups, unfortunately look down on black people. They look down on their own race. Got Africans coming over here looking down on black people. They say we're lazy. You are lazy. Why don't you go work? I don't understand. You have all this opportunity, but you don't work. 
how dare you? Because if you had to live generation after generation of not only when I say racism, it's not just you're a blackie. No fool. I'm talking about, oh, my grandpa just got killed or lynched or burned on a stake. Oh, my auntie just got raped. My little cousin just got whatever. Like, because I spoke out because, you know, I, I, I made a statement against a white woman. Now my whole church burned down and killed nine kids. Like, this is what we're talking about. And this shit is still going on today. Oh, I was driving while black, which is why I bought a dash cam. I still haven't plugged it in yet. Oh, driving while black. What does that mean? Um, get your windows tinted. Oh, be careful though, because the cops might pull you over. I get harassed every day because I have a sports car by men who think they can run me off the road or they can outrace me or they don't think I know how to drive. Every day, even my son noticed it. And he's a, he's almost 18. And, and this is the vulnerability people of color experience. So when you bring your happy ass to America, you get to learn how hard it is over here. It's hard, especially if you if you are a person of color and you moved here. You stick to your own groups. You don't even mingle with the African-Americans because, you know, we're considered, you know, and I at the bottom of the totem. And I don't even like to call myself just African-American. No, you're not going to put put some just localize me to just one thing. That's why I put American Indian, Native American, whatever. I make sure that is documented. And there is no DNA test that can tell me nothing because who created that test? Genetic mapping. Well, what if somebody moved to three different places? What, what, what does that mean? If I moved from the Americas to South America, then I decided to, to move to Africa. And then I decided to set up a family and get married and my generations live there. Then when I when my generations go do the DNA test, guess what it's going to say? You, you're African. Yeah, but what about the family that lived in other places before they before they circled back to Africa? Does that make sense? People have been traveling all over the world. People have been been you know commingling, having marriages from different parts of from one piece of land to the other. People have migrated. People have traveled. Why are we? localizing our identity based off of just a genetic some a genetic result one person i'm 20 i'm 15 percent caucasian i am uh 40 percent gambian i am 20 percent nigerian um one percent where's the native american but you know goddamn well you your family has you even have proof that your family has kept some Native American root tradition, but because you don't have paperwork to prove it, you will never be entitled to any of the benefits of the land. Do you think I'm that stupid? <laughs> There's a lot of black people waking up. So I think outside the box and this racist system is not going to tell me 
how to think or how to interpret the truth. So many of you have, are, we're all mixed up and yet we, we still have this race issue and we still have people afraid of black people. We're afraid of dark. Scared to death of a black cat. Oh my God, black cat means superstitious. Oh my God, there's a big black dog walking across the, across the street, Christy. The doggy's coming. You're scared of the big black dog because why? He's black. Or maybe he's a chocolate colored. He's chocolate colored. Oh my God, he's scaring me to death. So humans, do you want to go extinct? Because if you keep thinking the way you are, the human race will end up self-destructing. COVID is actually kind of out there even though I believe someone created the virus it's mutating it's going to keep mutating but we as humans also have to change we cannot stay thinking the same way the privileged hierarchy will collapse the ones that don't have to look both ways when they cross the street because they have all this money you will get hit one day the ones walking into the burning fire to get to their house and to close the door, your house will burn one day. The ones that are teaching their children to hate people that are different or to fear people that are different, or you're teaching your pets to act, your pets actually pick up on your fear. Soon as you have your fear, your, that fear comes out of your pores, your pets, They smell it and they're ready to attack whatever the owner is afraid of. That's the problem there with animals, with with domesticated animals, except for cats. I don't know if I can put cats in that same category, but a dog will generally, he will be, the dog will be loyal to the owner before a, a stranger. This is why black people till this day, a lot of black people, like older generations, do not like dogs. Because dogs were used to, they used to sick the German shepherds. I'm surprised I even used a German shepherd for my my bottle label, but that's one of my favorite dogs. But that was the dog used by the police force to attack black people. And have done that. What about the hounds? Smelling that, smelling that old, smelling that, uh, that slaves, uh, that just ran away from the plantation. Next thing you know, the slave he's running or he or she is running into the night and all you can hear is the bloodhounds. You know what kind of like trauma that, that instills in a person's DNA Fear of animals. Their great great granddaughter is scared to death of a cat or a dog, and they and they don't even know why they're scared of animals. The reason why is because that fear is locked inside the DNA. Any kind of trauma, good or trauma, or like experiences, all of those stories are in the DNA. That is, if you want to know anything about your past, go within. Find out what is making, what, where are your weaknesses? 
What are you afraid of and you don't even understand why? It could be because of an ancestor that went through the same experience that never overcame it. And it's in your DNA to be scared. Or it's in your DNA to hide food or to be scared to share food because you grew, you, you were raised with no food or having to steal food because there was never enough food on the table. Now your, your great, great, great or kids, grandkids are stealing food from other people. And they don't even know why you ever hear about kids is born bad. No, they're not just born bad. They're bad because of their genetics or something that went on in the past. And it doesn't mean it can't be fixed. The trauma that was inflicted on black people, especially during slavery, even before slavery, not just black people, but this is my, who I'm focusing on, because these stories, people don't want to talk about it. And people don't even want to hear what I have to say. Like maybe in the five years, there'll be a whole bunch of people listening to this podcast. I guarantee you right now, not very many because people don't want to face the truth, but it will set you free. Why am I afraid of horses? I actually make products for horses, but for me to approach a horse, something about it scares me. Well, I can't just go up to a horse until I uncover the fear that I have of the horse. When I was a little girl, I was about two and a half. Some of you have heard this this story, but um, my ear was burned by a, a blow dryer. My mom's boyfriend at the time, um, he was very abusive and I was crying one day and he plugged up a blow dryer and put it up to my ear and left it there until it melted. Until it was just, it literally melted. How can a two and a half year old even understand what is happening? I had an outer body experience. I left my body and I watched everything else happen where I was thrown on the potty chair. I was crying. Then I went to go play with my toys. So I know firsthand of what trauma is. And my ancestors gave me the, the, the strength. I was actually in a good mood. My mom said I was just going on like nothing happened to me. I was just playing around and yet my ear is completely melted. It's it's brown, red. It's got white scar tissue. After that experience, shortly after that experience, I actually had to... Um, take pictures at my daycare that I used to go to. And for some reason, I was afraid of that, that don it was a donkey. It wasn't even a horse, but I was afraid of it. And I, I believe that fear was generated either from a past life of a horse. Like my mom even told me she got a reading done and her and I were on, we were American Indian. We were on some tribe and I went hunting with my my dad and my brothers and more than likely I was on a horse and um, I was killed on accident. Like, I guess something happened and I got killed. And this lady told her this story. So I believe that story because 
I have a fear of going up to a horse because I was probably on riding on a horse and got thrown off of the horse. And um, that was maybe the last thing I saw before I died was my horse. I really, but yet I have a very strong connection to horses. I, I actually have dreamt about, I, I have dream about animals all the time. And I'll share my other dream about this horse, this race horse. I'll share that in the next podcast. But um, I get really teary eyed when I start talking about horses, but I I'm just need to overcome whatever trauma happened. But when my ear was burned and then I had to take that picture with the sitting on the donkey, I cried. I was so scared. I was just afraid of, of things. I was, you know, you know, I already went through abuse as a, just so being under the age of three and that traumatized me. Um, so when you, um, when you listen to my podcast and you get to know me, you get to understand like my perspective and why I say the things I say. Why do I think the things I think? Because I've experienced things that most people would have not really been around anymore to tell. All the things, all of these experiences have made me who I am today. And it makes me an advanced person because I chose to journey through this hard road that is very lonely because I rather go the high path than taking the road to nowhere. And as a black woman, indigenous woman, that that road is even scarier because, you know, at any time due to health reasons, due to being at the wrong place at the wrong time, due to many variables that my life could be cut short. And so these, these are the things that we carry. These are the stories of black people that we carry the traumas, the lack of history of, of knowing. I don't even like to use history. I, I mentioned most story. That's what it should be called. His story means absolutely nothing because it's coming from his perspective. In conclusion, privileged. This system is toxic it is if you can picture our system that we live in as an actual physical entity with very scary features with blood all over its body with children with women with men like dead deceased on their on its body where you can see slave shackles bow and arrows, dead animals, all on this thing's body. We live inside of this body, people. But yet we are haunted by the memories that the body has has taken. This entity it has taken lives. But yet we are too afraid to leave this body. We're too afraid to leave the entity because we know if we make the choice to break free from the matrix, that that could actually end our physical life. So many of us choose to survive and live because we love life than to actually challenge the system that we're fighting against. 
and the very few people that are actually challenging it. And there's more people. They are the ones that burn out early because you can only do so much. So the more people that become aware and awake and say, why am I living in this thing? My ancestors did it wrong. I don't want to be like them. I don't have to be like them. And there's, there's people out there like that. You, my friend, have to make the change. You, my friend, have to stand up and say, enough's enough. My, my friends of color, they don't have to be the one to always talk out. I should be the one speaking out. I should be the one addressing my mother, Karen, who can't stand people of color or who hates my black boyfriend or my black girlfriend or my Mexican girlfriend. You have to make the stand. Okay. It can't all come from me or the next person of color. I shiver at the fact that because I'm so honest, oh, will I get shut down one day? Oh, will someone say, well, I'm not going to vote her for councilwoman because I don't know about that Monique person. Mm, Let's vote for Jenny. So I'm just kind of joking right there. But if I do decide that is my path, I don't know. I don't even know. I'm, I'm shocked that I'm even in the position I'm in. I'm, 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 I'm honored. Um, I'm the program manager for the minority business office of the state of Colorado. And it's an opportunity to clean some things up and to really provide the real level of support that minority businesses have been lacking. I've had to take a pause, no pun intended, from my pet business to to do the greater good of society. And in faith, I believe that the community one day will trust me enough to buy my products. But right now, I have a lot of proving to do for some people, but I don't have to really prove myself. That's You're the one that, because you want to be racist or skeptical, you're the one that's missing out on improving the life of your pet. Not me. When your pet is coming up to me, or my booth, or wherever I am, and they literally walk up to me like, hey, what's up? And you're offended, and you're like, oh my God, why is my dog doing that? She's not special. I even have some pet parents that are so insecure, they don't want their pet to like other people. You know what? You don't need a pet. You deaf or damn sure don't need kids, but you don't need a pet. So in in conclusion, Um, I appreciate you guys for listening. Usually I'm inspired to do these podcasts when I get upset about something and I'm really tired, but I like, I had to speak about, speak about the music and the privilege and people walking around like the world's not on fire. All right, everyone. Well, stay tuned for the next episode. I hope you can take some gold and be bold, be truthful and know your soul is headed for some new truth in your heart and spirit. I ask that any hardships that you were overcoming, that you create a barrier of white light around you and that you continue to move in a graceful state of excellence. If you are depressed, please enjoy nature, enjoy time with your pets, get on outside, 
Go ahead and do something meaningful with your life. Um, make a difference. Don't become part of the irritant, but be a part of the solution. Thank you so much. And I look forward to working with you all again. Listen up. Thank you.